Ahoy hoy, everybody, and welcome to Talking Simpsons, the Later Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of The Simpsons. I am your host, Bob Mackey. Who else is here with me today? Thank you. I need that sound clip to live. <laughs> Who else is here today? This is Antista. Henry Gilbert. Uh, and I'm Dave Rudden, and I'm just a composite of other successful logos. <laughs> <laughs> and today's episode is Flaming Moe's, which aired on November 21st, 1991, and Chris will tell us what di- what happened on this mythical day in history. Okay. <gasps> Boy, Bobby, this week, Queen Frontman Freddie Mercury passes away Aww. from pneumonia. Aww. Related to AIDS. Uh, yeah. Mikhail Gorbachev is uh, falling, failing to hold together the Soviet Union, and Cindy Lauper gets married in a ceremony officiated by Little Richard. Woo! Are they still together? <laughs> Who is uh, officiated? Uh, okay. uh, Sorry, yeah. I missed Little that. Richard, I married no woman. <laughs> uh, she she married a unfamous man. Yeah, but, but they seem so happy together. <laughs> but yeah, poor... Uh, poor Freddie Mercury. I think a couple weeks ago in the news it was that they had confirmed he had AIDS, which had been a suspicion basically for a decade with, mm. with Mercury. And sadly, they're like, yeah, he does have it, and it's not looking good. Oh, poor wow. Gorbachev. Like, all the stress of that must have, uh, that's what gave him that rash on his head. Yeah, uh, it's, it's port wine. <laughs> that, that is a modern millennial understanding of history, if yeah. I've ever heard it. He is a I living birthmark. That was a that was a constant joke on Saved by the Bell. Yeah. It's like, really? does Gorbachev have a thing on his head? Oh, my God. But yeah, the USSR could not hold together. Nope. Mm. And it wasn't Reagan's doing. It just fell apart of its own free will. So this episode is about uh, Mo's Bar, the first Mo's Bar episode. And uh, I do want to ask you guys real quick, uh, do you have any, like, local watering holes that would be your Mo's? Because I do, and I was wondering... Yeah? I uh, hate paying for alcohol, and I so I don't... I I mean, like, every bar in San Francisco where most of us are based, or, like, you guys in Oakland and Berkeley, like, the the bars are all very expensive, and even the dive bars are, like, you don't have that kind of rapport, I think, with your bartenders, but, like... Just from, like, the outside look of it, I don't think I've ever actually been in there, but there was a bar near, like, a couple blocks away from where I grew up called Mr. Beery's, and it was <laughs> well, just... What do they serve, it, I wonder? It, yes, and, it, like, the the logo outside is just a, like, an, a, like a living beer uh, mug. Oh, I, I, my dad and, had a shirt with one of those on it, and, like, I can't wait to be involved with whatever this cartoon yeah. beer is. And drink my fluids, everybody! That? But, like, my brothers would go there, and when I, when I wouldn't drink, and I'm like, that please... That place sounds grimy and nasty. I don't ever want to go there, but now I kind of want to go there, but I don't think it's around anymore. Nah, see, yeah, I, I, the only ones I go to are usually when other people go to them and I meet them there, like like Bobby G's in Berserkly. Like a true leader. I do have a watering hole, and I won't say the name on it of it in case anyone wants to make like a bob suit later in life, but uh, <laughs> I have to say, like, I know what it's like to have like a Moe's in my life because I can walk in, they're like, hey, Bob, and like, I don't even have to order. They just bring me the beer I usually get, wow. and it's just like I talk to the bartender. It's great. Yeah, I did have like a corner bar at like, when I worked at GamePro, where it was like they knew me, but like I don't think they knew my drink or anything. Mm. Like that uh, we, but, I, like, shout out to Tallahassee, Florida, mm-hmm. uh, where I'm from. Uh, Waterworks, Waterworks. Hello, Don. I know you're listening. Big NPR fan. <laughs> uh, but it, but just it's it was our local place when we were there. I go back home. I don't even have to call my friends because most most of them will just show there. up there, and it, it's real yeah. nice. Real nice. <laughs> Called Waterworks. It has waters cascading down uh, the, all the way. So one thing I did want to add about uh, just like the observationalness of just how Moses portrayed observationalness. That's a word, right? I don't mm-hmm. know. But mm-hmm. it's uh, the ever-present barflies. We see yeah. the same barflies. They never talk. Those guys are at my bar. And any bar you go to, there will be three or four regulars, yeah. middle-aged, very sad men who smell 
awful. They really? universally will mm-hmm. just smell awful like cigarettes and unwashed bed sheets. They're not homeless. They're just pathetic drunks, but they're always yeah. there. They are always there. So I, like I understand pathetic drunks more being one now, but yeah. like the idea that like you have to it, it speaks to something I think that's nice about people that people would rather be be around one another yeah. even if they're not it's speaking. Nice. I just would hope they would bathe one day. Yeah, but, well, uh, but that's that's the thing that like it doesn't matter to them. It's just like I'd just be happier here yeah. than I would be at home. Yeah, but at the same time, it is a cautionary tale. I can just look down the bar and like that's not going to be me. I'm going to cut myself off at like two oh, no. and then go home. Yeah. No, that guy, I drink alone him. like a man. Yes, yeah. so that guy told himself <laughs> with that my two book years, twenty years ago. Though, exactly. So. Uh, but what, let's talk about what this episode's really about. Matt Groening being a fraud. Oh. Uh, so this is something they would never talk about on the commentaries. And it was a theory I didn't even know until last year with the passing of Sam Simon. Uh, so Sam Simon is the third name you'll see in the credits every time, every episode of Developed by yeah. it's he has the Matt long Grady, fingernails. James L. Brooks, yeah. Sam Simon. He's the, he's the Howard Hughes yeah. guy with the fingernails. Yeah. yeah. The, 38. <laughs> 138 episode. He yeah, actually but, looks a lot like Mike Reese, I think. <laughs> but so he... he he left the show in the fourth season because he was fed up with it, and he was very open that he did not get along with Matt Groening. The two of them did not get along. But after he passed away, uh, I had read this article on Vox that pointed this thing out, that the th- theory was, because he was the real brains behind the show, and people say, like, well, he created Mr. Burns, mm-hmm. he cultivated the staff of writers and the style of joke-telling on the show. And he designed quite a few characters. Like, yeah. literally, the, the drawings were yeah. done by him. Like, he's a professional cartoonist, too, on top of being an experienced showrunner and he even talked about how like Matt Groening and him hated each other from the beginning yeah. because to Sam it was just another TV show and if The Simpsons failed he'd just do another TV show for mm-hmm. Matt Groening this was his one chance yeah, and yeah. if it failed he would just be a failure and never come back and to you Hollywood. can understand why Matt would want so much control over totally. it because it's yeah. like this cannot go wrong for me this is my dream that's and, happening and on that note and I, I rarely think about this, but have before. Sam Simon is a guy I don't know a ton about. Uh, knew know a lot more about him now. He well, approached death in one of the coolest ways ever. Mm. Just like was about to die and started giving his money away to a bunch of charities, being outspoken and recording a bunch of interviews to say "fuck you" to everybody before yeah. he left this earth. Yeah, uh, but that he's he's I believe he's he had the like a record as the youngest showrunner being yeah. given taxi twenty three uh, in yeah, charge of taxi. Wow. That's so, astounding. And yeah. that show is like I I, I don't. Love when I, but when I think back when I would see them like Nick at Night, like it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And when I think of reading Life and Hell, I don't see The Simpsons yeah. in any of the pages or things I remember about Life and Hell. I kind of do. I mean, if you read enough of it, you can see where the observational humor from the first few There's, seasons came from. There are some observations. It but- eventually became a lot more arch, a lot more Harvardy mm-hmm. than what Macarena started <laughs> with. But I do like Life and Hell a lot. What, what a, I, no, I yeah. do. I do too. But like, like what what I do what I do know rather well is the George Carlin show, the two mm. season Fox sitcom, That's right. co-created by Sam Simon, George Carlin, famously in his biography, even before either of them were dead. Called Sam Simon a total piece of shit. Oh. Uh, but that humor in that show is way more Simpsons oh. than Life and Hell. It is. Yeah. And, no, I think Sam Simon is due a lot of credit that mm. people don't know. And it's also because from the beginning, when the show started, Matt Groening was, through his choice, through Fox's PR choice or whoever, he was the central due to it. it James L. Brooks yeah. was in it too, but it was very clear, like, Matt Groening created The Simpsons. Let's all talk to him about how great The Simpsons are and how he did it all. And so then you have this episode, and it never connected for me until reading this explanation. You have an episode about a guy who creates something, 
a jerk who takes all the credit, mm. who then gets very rich off of taking that credit and puts out a bunch of crappy merchandise based on it. <laughs> and uh, so the closest thing to a confirmation was this clip I found from one of uh, Sam Simon's late in life interviews when he was already diagnosed with uh, the stomach cancer that would take his life within two years. Mm. But uh, So there's this theory going around. I've, I've only seen this theory online, but there's a theory that the premise behind the episode Flaming Moe's was kind of inspired by the relationship between yourself and Matt Groening. Is there any truth to that? <laughs> Is that just an urban legend? Uh, that may be true. Oh. Uh, interesting. <laughs> the laughter that? there is just like, yeah. That's a knowing exactly. laugh. It's like, yeah, exactly. It would be subtitled knowing laugh. <laughs> and they, but I they, feel like I want to isolate that for later on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they... So on the commentary for this episode, they obviously never mentioned that. No. And I Al Jean is very diplomatic. Yeah, Al Jean <laughs> is super dis- diplomatic. I think most of the writers... Well, who's the credited writer on this show? Rob Cohen, okay. who is a disciple. Well, not a disciple, but he, he came up through Tracy Ullman and worked with Sam Simon. Like I believe he is a Sam Simon friend. And yeah. Most of the writers were because he recruited them. For a lot of them, it was their first TV writing job or they had quit television writing like John Schwartzwelder and... George Meyer, two of the most famous mm-hmm. and best writers on the series, he got them both because they had quit SNL and then were just writing a fanzine called Army Men, and then he hired wow. them. Yeah, and so yeah, they the writers love him. I wonder if Matt then realized they were making fun of him. He has to know now. Yeah, I wonder if he knew during the even the episode commentary recording. I think for Graining, it was like bite your tongue and collect the three million dollars it's going yeah. to earn in syndication. Oh, if only it was just three million dollars. <laughs> Sam <laughs> Simon was very honest about that. Yeah. He, someone asked him, "How much money do you make having never touched the having not touched the Simpsons since like 1994?" And he's like, "I don't know, <laughs> uh, ten million years." He's like, "Way more than that." I'm like, oh, yeah. "Fuck!" And then a hole in the ceiling burst, and gold <laughs> coins started pouring down. <laughs> but he spent this whole place is falling apart. He spent mm-hmm. it on philanthropy. He gave all it all the away, time. dude. He yeah. gave it all away, and, and, and all his fuck you things to like things he agreed. With. I love his. He's on WTF talking about. Uh, his vegan LA food bank and like people have criticized it like why only vegan like go somewhere else yeah <laughs> if you um, don't want free food you don't have to yeah. have it uh, but if you'd like free vegan food I'm here for you but he's also yeah. like if I'm going to buy tons of food I'm not going to do it through factory farming and killing animals yeah. like that's not how I'm spending my money and it's not like the homeless people who are going to be like what no meat it's going to be the <laughs> it's like the people who read the story and, and are in the comments section yeah. guys who, I uh, make the really best vegan chili you've ever had and i say that as a mediator and sam simon yeah sam simon it's three alarm at best (laughs) sam simon in that same interview also said that he when he worked on the show he felt underpaid and undervalued and now he says in every year after he left the show he's felt overpaid and overvalued (laughs) by it but god uh, and that he was famously married to jennifer tilly who was still around him like they had one of those like amicable divorces and she just good friends and and they make a joke about it later on in the simpsons where she plays herself as like the owner of the simpsons that's right yeah yeah and towards anyway. the end of his life he would just post pictures and he was always surrounded by beautiful women yep. just constantly surrounded by beautiful women and he was who great were like, friends with yeah. Pam Anderson because they were both vegans and PETA PETA people, PETA wow. people. Yeah. surrounded like by beautiful women just like Mo in this episode <laughs> that's right yes. we should we, talk about the episode we are going long but this this is might be like if you if, if you were to ask me to like show I love the Simpsons 
uh, after an alien asked me my, yeah. my favorite TV show, well, what episode should you see? I'm like, this one. This one's yeah. great. You should see this one. And it's not just the writing. The directing is fantastic. Yeah. Rich Moore, he had to step out because his kid was born, but someone named Alan Smart co-directed it. Beautiful mm-hmm. colors, beautiful animation. It yeah. just looks so good. Oh, it's I mean, so beautiful. Eye on Springfield opening alone. Yeah, right. it opens with Eye on Springfield, our first taste Hello, of that. Hello, right? I'm Kent Brockman, mm-hmm. and this is Eye on Springfield. Ever wondered what to close the show with on a fairly regular basis? I can't and believe these we are all visual jokes. But it's, it's, many, it's but some yeah. of them are pretty. How many Coming times up next? An elephant who never forgets to brush. <laughs> How many times was this recycled? I remember it was at the beginning of the critic episode. Not, was it ever again? Yeah, but yeah, not, not added, as many times as you'd think. They mm. added in new jokes in that one too. Yeah, like, but like, I, like the, that was at least twenty seconds of. This is uh, animate. This is twenty seconds. You don't have, you don't have to write. You don't have to animate. Mm-hmm. We'll I, just I, use it again in this episode. No, but those are all like really like it's. I wish we could play it, but like it doesn't work as a clip. But oh, they're yeah. all good jokes. Yeah, him dropping sushi in a Japanese hot tub. Love like, his laughter on it. But also the dog races. the animators were really excited to draw women in bikinis yeah. like that Ooh, was TNA super nineties bikinis. Yeah. yeah, very nineties bikinis. But they were not Simpsons bodies. Those women did not have Simpsons bodies. They did. They, no. they, they looked straight out of like an Uncle Playboy? Luke video. <laughs> I did um, like the joke about uh, Dredrick Tatum reminiscing about Springfield. Ugh, what a dump. Yeah. Which made me think, like, he did end up back in Springfield for that fight against Homer, so I guess he did fuck up. Yeah. Oh, but not forever. But you know, yeah. I, I, oh, that's but... the only time they've ever done a bleep joke, yeah. as far yeah. as I can tell. And, and I want to know, as, a, fuck, like... as another first, uh, this. I, and again, we should be experts by now, but I keep forgetting mm-hmm. where we are, because I do watch The Simpsons all the time, outside mm-hmm. of researching Talking Simpsons. We salute the silver anniversary of the great Springfield Tire Yard fire. 25 years and still burning strong. So the Simpsons Tire Fire yeah. is in the intro to the show and has been from the beginning. It's in the arcade intro, yeah. but I don't think it's been acknowledged until now yeah, as no. a thing that just never stops. Yeah, that's true. I And I wonder if they moved it when they moved the whole town over in the no, 200th episode. We don't acknowledge thing. that here. <laughs> uh, but, Two years, Bobby. Oh, God, no. I, I, uh, yeah, this a lot of first year. This is also where I did learn the term TNA as a nine-year-old. Me too, probably. Total nonstop uh, action wrestling. Yes. <laughs> T ampersand A, I should say. Uh, uh, and this is, Lisa's having a slumber party and she's, has more friends in yep. this moment than she has ever had any episode. There's only one that I recognize, Janie. Is Everyone Jasmine else say, is kind yeah. of... Was Janie there? Yeah, she is. But there's Janie's two there. other girls, too, who are... One of them, like, was a proto-Samantha Stanky. Samantha yeah. Stanky. Yeah, or... With braces and all that, but she didn't have the same hair color. Or uh, Hortense. Or, now, what was the name of the girl who had the Spider-Man doll? Like, uh, oh. No cl- Gladys or no... It was probably Gladys. Maybe. What season yeah. is this? It sounds like it's... Season five. It's a Malibu Stacy one. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Drunk. Uh, I never had a sister, so I don't know if are I those did, things. Yeah. Uh, yes, when your little sister has a slumber party and you're uh, only like two or three yeah. years away. One, one, just like I loved how that episode is played because like time seems to go a lot slower when I was a kid. And I do remember like we didn't live in a giant house, but most of it was around me dodging yeah. my sister and her friends. Uh, yeah, as a in during your childhood, mm-hmm. there's nothing more repellent than your sister's friends oh until you and your sister's friends hit puberty and then mm. things change that but, happened to uh, me uh not to get too disgusting i'm gonna <laughs> keep this pg-13 but oh, i had a boy. i had a sister my older sister had a friend uh who liked to torture me psychologically she would try on outfits and come into my room like how do i look in this bob i'm like i'm Whoa. 12 <laughs> Fine. <laughs> and uh yeah that was uh that was kind of like a, a fun nightmare i had <laughs> my pants are tight <laughs> <laughs> if you're still uh, out there, uh, I'll tell you, but I have to lie under this blanket. 
kid. <laughs> wow, I see. This is stuff I miss by not having a sister. Yeah, psychological torture. <laughs> Works for everybody. Uh, and I also, when they do the jinx thing, I never knew that rule from jinx, the, 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 yeah. the punches of that. I, I'd heard of the, oh, you a coke jinx, not and a he punch says, jinx. That's, I guess we're Floridian, so we heard that too. I was yeah. never formally jinxed, even after yeah. this episode. Oh. It just seemed not to be in my area. It's one of those things I've never seen anybody adhere to as rigidly as Homer does. Yeah. <laughs> Who does it, say it's the law. And Homer yeah. punches him real hard. Like, that looks like a painful punch. Yeah. Bart goes, ow! This is the first, like, earned abuse in this show. Like, every other time it's like, you're choking him for kind of uh, small reasons, but this is like, you know what? You you broke the jinx, you get punched. Oh, and yeah. I thought the animators did a great job on, like, the horror film chase of yeah. Bart with the girls. I meant after. to look that up because I thought that was very specific to something. Oh, um, that shot where Bart is, has his back pressed against the door and yeah. they're, they're drilling yeah. the screws yeah. out, the colors, the animation, yeah. it's just beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a small little thing, but I love how Bart's like I don't know if it's like his own instinct to go limp when he jumps out the window. Yeah. So he doesn't. Yeah, that himself. was great. That was, <laughs> I like him in that split second deciding, like looking down, like ah, oh, and then like just yeah. falling, and going. Just limp. the girls' reaction, like, well, all right, and they just turn around, <laughs> like they don't care. And then when Homer just a ban- like sees Maggie that way and just leaves, I'm like, I hope Marge is here. They have not proven yeah. Marge I is think, home, but I have yeah. to assume she's there. But also, like Homer at his wits end, like. There's too much stupid chick on him. I yeah. gotta get out of here. So when he goes to Moe's... There we, we go. That's seen, it, I'm out of here. We're finally at Moe's. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen Moe's at way darker than this since, but this is the worst it's looked at this point. Yeah. I just like, I got, to call this, not even. I got to call this clip Moe Problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's the matter, Moe? Ah, business is slow. People today are healthier and drinking less. You know, if it wasn't for the junior high school next door, no one would even use the cigarette machine. Yeah, things are tough all over. Increased job satisfaction and Family togetherness, a poison for a purveyor of mind-numbing intoxicants like myself. Can I get a beer? Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, sorry, I forgot we're out of beer. <laughs> That's a nightmare. That scream is so good. Someone didn't do the Barney guarding job we heard about in Homer the Smithers. Yeah, <laughs> cut his gums up pretty bad. Really. <laughs> pretty bad. I love how he says cut his gums up pretty bad. And that so there without beer, like I guess Barney is only a beer drinker because yeah. he's not yeah. there. Well, for but also in his that song that he sang during the Sherry Bobbins episode, he'll drink anything. I th- mm. I don't think we've seen him drinking turpentine yeah. yet, but he does that at one point. Well, in the he series. hasn't gotten that low. Yeah. As, as someone as desperate as. Just last night of like, there's no more alcohol in my house, and it's too late to get any more. The Homer tells the story of building the flaming Homer, yeah. mm-hmm. and and the idea, the liquors they show that I can now recognize. Is it like Tom Collins? It's mix? so yeah. gross. It is gross. It is so gross because he, he Patty or Selma drank the last beer, and Homer has to mix the last of what's left in his liquor bottles. And he just is that vermouth. something he do? No, like I've never done. That. It is so gross. It is. You know what all of them taste like? You would just take a shot of each one. Yeah. I would think yeah. it's kind of yeah. what teenagers do. It's like mom and dad aren't home. Let's yeah. sneak everything out of I've, these bottles. I've been to house parties where where they've had like I don't know what they called it exactly, but it's like basically just like suicide, sit, kind of like just a like a uh, one of those like sports uh, coolers that you oh, that you yeah. get water out of, but they fill it with like a ton of alcohol, and it all tastes like uh, like watermelon. We so. call it punch punch. Actually, yeah. I think that was a uh, very special episode of Roseanne where they made hurricanes. Remember, like yeah, Becky and her like friend that. got drunk, mm. yeah. and they, which was just mix everything together for. Everyone wrote a song about that drink, mm. uh, but it, this is the origin of the flaming Homer. I I need to mix the little bits that were left in every liquor bottle. In my haste, I had grabbed a bottle of the kid's cough syrup. Huh? 
I don't know the scientific explanation, but fire made it good. <laughs> Whoa, sounds like one hell of a drink. What do you call it? A flaming homer. Okay, well, why don't you make us up a couple of flaming homers? So this is a minor little mm. thing, but when Patty and Selma were going through their slides, mm-hmm. they mentioned that uh, they couldn't find a proper use for yes. the ungodly Czechoslovakian outlets. Oh, I looked up Czechoslovakian <laughs> outlets, <laughs> and they are Dave. not ungodly. No. Maybe they have become godly in the two decades since. It's the fall of the Soviet Union that did it, yeah. It, but it used, like, the standard in both uh, Europe and Russia right now are the, like... They're different than America, but they're just two little but, circles instead of the normal... This is still, uh, like, almost 30 years ago. Isn't, doesn't it have a different name, government? Now it's the Czech Republic. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but I, I imagine that they exaggerated. It's, I know it's a cartoon, I but hope still. somebody got fired. So, uh, cough syrup, it should be noted that this is before they took the get-you-stoned uh, ingredient out of cough syrup, which is what all my teenage friends like to do. Uh, Dog, you ever gone robo-tripping? Uh, I'm at tussing? I didn't want to because <laughs> all my friends were cool in, like, video games and cartoons, and then they all started drinking cough syrup, and it was like, let's drink cough syrup and listen to corn all day. I'm like, uh, oh. no, uh, I don't want to do that or tool. I'm gonna... sucks, Bob. Uh, that does happen. Uh, I... You can just have cough syrup to lessen it a little bit. I yeah. abused anime and my body. I had had a a very brief period, seemingly brief period in my life that was chasing a hallucinogenic high. Mm. And I would double a lot of stuff with uh, Robitussin Mm. and and stuff like that. Robo-tripping, we call it. Krusty's non-narcotic with a K, cough syrup. This is back when they called you Chris and Tusta. (laughs) Uh, And Chris Chris and I have both drank a, what they call a flaming mo at Universal. Never been there. I drank it at the... Uh, so okay, I showed uh, Bob and Dave videos of this uh, beforehand, but at the uh, Universal Studios Florida, and mm-hmm. I believe in Hollywood yep. now, they have a replica of Moe's Tavern, which is mm-hmm. fairly accurate. I say like 80% accurate. And there you can order a uh, Flaming Moe. Now, it is has a lot of problems. They honestly shouldn't call it Flaming Moe, but mm-hmm. it's... It's basically orange soda mm-hmm. with dry ice yeah. on top, and it's why can't it just be grape soda? But it's not like so. One, it's not purple. Two, it's not alcoholic. And three, you don't set it. It on needs fire. to be purple at least. But yeah. Yeah. I at have the, the very least. I have the 20th Century Fox sanctioned recipe for a flaming oh. mo. Four ingredients. Oh, no. We have four ounces of tequila, four ounces of peppermint schnapps, oh. four ounces of creme de menthe. And two ounces of grape soda. So you can either use that or cough syrup. I recommend that grape soda. That shit is gross, by yeah. the way. Like, you should never drink that. Grape soda or creme de menthe? Creme de menthe. All that together with tequila <laughs> and grape soda? I want a sip. Just, but I want a sip. We should, have been, we should have made it for this episode. I agree. But the magic thing about Flaming Moe's are Flaming Homers are that they don't... They're mythical. Like nothing you, yeah. no drink you light on fire would get well, better. That's, that's the thing. I don't. I don't. I don't um, know what. I don't know if the writers were that afraid of uh, copycats. Mm-hmm. The kids seeing this and trying to make their own drink. I just assumed that the the flame was a caveat to say like, well, you can't really recreate this because mm-hmm. in order for a, a drink to be set on fire. It has to be very, very alcoholic. Yeah, it does. No tequila yeah. will ever do that. Yeah. Uh, oh, and also the Love Tester, which makes his first appearance <laughs> here, is also at the most Tavern at, uh, oh. at in Universal, and I tested it out. I got cold fish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did the lowest rating. <laughs> um, so did Steven Tyler, though. This, so. I have my line of the show already. This, this early. The joke. Uh, this is one of those lines I say very often. I still find it very funny. And, and not only do I find it very funny, <laughs> The Simpsons found it funny enough to say uh, just a few episodes later. It's like there's a party in my mouth <laughs> and everyone's invited. Hey, your love tester's busted. Go on my nickel back. 
Nickelback is, is my <laughs> quote, my quote of the show. Nickelback. It's the debut of Nickelback. Nickelback. I, I do like it's not without its charms. It's not without its I use that in writing all the time. Yeah. I'm like, am I ripping off Mo? Yeah. No, yes, yes, you are. Yes, you are. Hey, I'm allowed to. For a second, I th- I double checked on the internet. I thought maybe the party in your mouth and everyone's invited thing was just taken from a 70s commercial, but as far as I can tell, I think it's, the Simpsons think invented it. It's a Simpsons it. original. Yeah, I think yeah. it's meant to sound like that, but it is mm-hmm. very like a very Simpsons thing It's to a say. way nobody would ever talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah Except so, for King Griffey Jr. Do <laughs> <laughs> so you know the thing we're not talk- talking about yet, and it's very weird for me, uh, that, that this is a kind of a largely a Cheers parody in addition yeah. to everything yeah. else? Yeah. So and, it becomes Cheers in the second act. Yeah. So. And that, that, like, I remember yelling at. We had we, again. We were a one TV household. Simpsons was one of those things that mm-hmm. I and my sister and my father would like, and that meant it got watched every Sunday mm-hmm. and Thursday because we all liked it. A lot of that stuff didn't make. A, I remember hating Cheers, mm-hmm. and I and my mom yeah. was like, entertaining me as a young man. Like, why do you hate Cheers? And like, because it's all about. It's all about sex because <laughs> because I, I like I barely knew about sex and every time yeah. we watched it I thought it was it was the most scandalous that, show I'd ever being seen. Set in a bar all the time. It's like yeah. wow, I don't understand any of this. I will I will never drink. And this, like, this, this clip of the, of the Shelley Long character <laughs> does validate fucking puritanical yeah. six year old me. Barkeep, I couldn't help noticing your sign. The one that says bartenders do it till you bar? No, above that store-bought drollery. Oh, great. Why don't we fill out an application? I'll need your name, measurements, and turn-ons. You really expect me to tell you my measurements? You could, but I find this way is much more accurate and fun. Ugh. What do you offer in the way of salary? Minimum wage and tips. Of course, there are fringe benefits. Such as? An unforgettable weekend at Club Mo. I'd prefer to take my vacation someplace hot. <laughs> I like your moxie, kid. You're hired. You shan't regret this. Mm. <laughs> this I shan't. This is a very, like, Sam and Diane from Cheers yeah, bantering scene. I also scene. got shades of uh, Cocktail, the uh, Tom oh. Cruise movie. They were going for that too, Dave. Yeah, yeah. like, well, I, had, I had cousins and a sister who just loved Tom Cruise. You shan't regret this. This was in Lisa's Pony, though, as well. Yeah. Oh, you're right, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, this goes back to Sam Simon again. He wrote on Cheers mm-hmm. in the first seasons, the Sam and Diane seasons, uh, and so he knew how to write dialogue just like that and worked real hard on that part. Uh, we did skip over the bit just like Mo takes all the credit for it. He's like, it's yeah. the Flaming yeah. Mo. Mo takes all the credit for the Flaming Mo. And but this I, is just starting. And like, yeah. I love If you listen to the background, it has like 1920 speakeasy mm-hmm. music. Yeah. Yeah. And then it moves on to Yuppie Bar mm. and like Family Bar. And though as I stretched out the symbolism here mm-hmm. with Bob earlier mm-hmm. was that so Moe's Tavern is the original Simpsons mm-hmm. Moe is the creator of Moe's Tavern mm-hmm. and that is Matt Groening is the creator of the original Simpsons but he can't make it work but Homer brought the flave and so Homer brings the thing that actually makes it mm. successful and Moe takes all the credit for that so mm-hmm. That, I think mm-hmm. it, it really fits together in that theory. So who's Barney in this situation? <laughs> uh, James uh, L. Brooks. Yes. Yes. So is a hanger on... He, he literally represents gentrification. Yeah. Do <laughs> me now in he San Francisco. Is, I don't... I, the one thing I don't understand about this episode is how does he, like, osmosis, like, get successful 
because he's just at Moe's Tavern still. I think he's it's just there to rub it in Homer's face. Like, even Barney is profiting but from this. He, yeah. He's also way more <laughs> disgusting than Homer, so why is he allowed in all the time and not Homer? Well, he's networking, man. I mean, yeah. a sneeze guard joke disgusted me. So, yeah. according to, going back to Henry's analogy, <laughs> Seth MacFarlane is a representative of Tipsy McStagger. Oh, oh, God. Pardon me, are you the genius behind the Fleming Mo? Why, yes, I am. I'm your man. Uh-huh. My name's Hawk Bannister. Yeah. I work for Tipsy McStagger's Good Time Drinking and Eating Emporium. Oh, yeah? Hey, what's Mr. McStagger really like? Actually, there is no tipsy McStagger. He's just a composite of other successful logos. Well, you tell him from me that he makes one great mozzarella stick. Yes, mm. fine, I will. Anyway, <laughs> I've got a proposition for you. Keep talking. We feel your Flaming Mo is perfect for our restaurant chain. We want to buy the recipe. No dice. The Flaming Mo is not for sale. Do you know how much of my blood and sweat are in this drink? Figure <laughs> uh, of speech. I do love Harry Shearer's bit parts. There's so much life in this character that we yeah. only talk to for a, t- a few scenes. Yes, well, <laughs> yes, I sure will. I, well, Tipsy I mean, McStagger, uh, Mo, Mo thinking Tipsy McStagger is oh, real God, is a great running here? joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and so the also the Diane part, Colette, she was originally played by Catherine O'Hara. Oh, yeah. And they, they wow. but they said it didn't animate correctly, so they then got one of their stock voice actors, Joanne Harris. They used the temp track, the, who what? she did originally. Yeah. yeah. And her name is Colette, but I don't think they ever name her within the episode. No, like I was no. looking for that. I'm like, how, how do you know her name is Colette? But I guess it was just it's, in the script. It's a wiki. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Simpsons will be right back. Are you already tired of 2016? Jump into the past with 302010, our weekly pop culture time machine podcast. Here's something you may remember from 1996. In case you don't know what Kinder the Embraced is, it's based on the uh, White Wolf tabletop RPG series Vampire the Masquerade. Oh. Can you Table- hold these books so I can knock them on the ground? <laughs> is tabletop <laughs> RPGs too far for no, you No, to, uh, no, no. None of my no, friends I, played this stuff. No, I did, I yeah. did find it impenetrable. It's, I mean, I was well, D&D. It's fine. They made Vampire the Masquerade, Werewolf the Apocalypse, Mage the Awakening. <laughs> this uh, is... Can you say this like Troy McClure, please? <laughs> <laughs> these are just <laughs> random words and a- adjectives. Were, werewolf the Apocalypse. Well, Zombie they, the Simmering. Well, no, they were... They were and Frankenstein the Lombard. <laughs> All right, but fine. Enough about. Kindred. I never get to make fun of anybody for being a nerd. If you could see the room we're in right now, <laughs> there is uh, a alphabetized Disney shelf right behind me. Uh, well, yeah, did your did your hubby play these games? Uh, like he that? did actually, and my my boyfriend at the time did. I went to one party. Ooh, they she were doesn't playing have that. a type. She does have a type. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> fucking losers. <laughs> <laughs> That's 302010, a weekly look at what happened in pop culture 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago, every Thursday right here on the Laser Time Network. In terms of names, this, oh, this I thought was fun. Um... The Inventor I Admire yeah. by Bart Simpson. The Inventor I Admire is not a rich man or a famous man or even a smart man. He's my father, Homer Simpson, creator of dun 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 the Flaming Homer. The Flaming Homer? You mean the Flaming Mo? And your dad didn't invent it, you wuss. Mo the bartender did. Yes, everyone knows that. It's not true. <laughs> my father invented that drink, and if you'll allow me to demonstrate, Bart, are those liquor bottles? Broad enough for everybody. Take those to the teacher's lounge. <laughs> 
You can have what's left at the end of the day. <laughs> I do and like how Nelson knows. Yeah, this episode really establishes Edna Krabappel's alcoholism. Yeah, it, Ooh, I just well, a lot I, of I have only two <laughs> visions of a teacher's lounge from the '80s when I was in elementary school, and I do remember a door opening and a shitload of smoke. Yeah, yeah. like a <laughs> lot. Smoke and drink. So like, all, yeah, all this just seemed natural. It didn't seem like jokes. I just yeah. assumed that's what was uh, happening. But it also is that. Uh, Mo's name is Mo Sislak, hmm. but or Momar Sislak. Oh yeah, and like nobody knows that. Mo the bartender is how Nelson refers I, to I him. I love that he calls it Mo, Mo the bartender. bartender. You know, Mo Sislak was only invented to yeah. make him a possible suspect in the murder of Monty yeah, Burns that's true. to give he's him the M. Morris later. But it's nice. Yeah. It's like a nice, quaint little thing that establishes that it's like Springfield is a small town and everyone knows each other. Yeah. So Mo is the bartender. Yeah. This person is the florist. But I, I did love. I felt like I did that once or twice as a kid like bringing something from home and then the teacher going like you can't bring this what are you doing <laughs> take that revolver home Andy. and it's my uh, dad's cool toy see, this is my also my runner up for line of the show henceforth this date shall yeah. forever be Same known here. as flaming mo's day uh, so this is already veterans day it can be two things uh, <laughs> very disrespectfully i always say happy flaming mo's day on veterans day and uh, no one that. gets the joke no one gets the joke i'll do that the next veterans. i also yeah. like the episode before this I feel like had the most licensed music I'd ever seen from the show and this just mm-hmm. has a ton of house music that they yeah. create the yeah. montage with, uh, stuff the, with the, uh, one or two notable exceptions well, before has, we get yeah, to the yeah. big band I do want to point out something we could miss because we're young but still old yes. this is also parodying the rise of the corporate adult eatery which yeah. came before the rise of the corporate family eatery like Chili's Applebee's yeah. and stuff yeah. like that and the Flaming Moe's is kind of based on this restaurant called the Coconut Teaser yep. that had its own drink if you watch MST3K Whoa. they make a reference <laughs> to these silly crazy restaurant drinks what? the reference is it's the Fintuzler and you can keep the glass like <laughs> if you hear that reference they're making fun of the early Holy 90s shit. novelty drink well, for, no. at an adult corporate yeah, restaurant Yeah, that did thing. not stick yeah. with me at well, all. I'm waving my hands around a lot, but it's, it's all, well, it's all Mike, true. Because Mike Watching Nelson worked Sanders. at a TGI Fridays for a long time. That's like, right. That was his job well. before MST. Yeah. Uh, I also did like just the little bit of crusty punching the photographer just to show like yeah. anything that happens in Hollywood horribleness. Like if Sean Penn did it, they can just hand it to him. <laughs> if Bob Hope do did it. it like, if Woody Allen does it, crusty. The writer said it was a Frank Sinatra but I couldn't find it. It seemed like a Sean Penn uh, yeah, punching the I, photographer I, thing. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. If I, he's done way worse than that. that so. Yeah, <laughs> but so when Bart comes wearing the Flaming Mo shirt hmm. and they insist that he takes the shirt <laughs> off, like I just like how relaxed yeah. he is. Like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> we're coming up on like the the exact half halfway point in my lifetime where I was comfortable taking my shirt off in front of people. <laughs> it is it is almost there. Uh, this is this is the celebrity guest for right. the episode. We uh, have to talk about this. Aerosmith. Come up here. How about a warm Flaming Moe's welcome for Aerosmith? We're just hanging out. Come on, guys. Free pickled eggs. All right. Hello, St. Louis. That's Springfield, Stephen. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, it is. It, yeah. it's just a follow up to, to the SNL uh, Aerosmith appearance, which is like one of the funniest Wayne's World sketches yeah. ever. It is good. Yeah, that, that they all all the members of Aerosmith have different comedic things this, to offer. And Steven Tyler's a Simpsons persona might be one of the least flattering I've ever seen. I, I think it's ghoulish and extreme, and they <laughs> yeah. would not go this far. But it's it's perfect. It, like yeah. it's such a great yeah. caricature of him. Even the way he moves and talks. Well, he's saying know? hello, say Louis. Like his face like, is so close yeah. to the camera, and like he has like no nostrils. It's very creepy. No, I. I would say he looks better.
better as a Simpson than he does currently. Mm-hmm. But in 1991, could there be a cooler band to have on yeah, the Simpsons? Yeah, like, yeah. like when I was a kid, I didn't know this was an old band. Like, oh, these these yeah. these new yeah. cool rockers, and yeah. I'm going to listen to big ones over and over. Get a grip, they, man. They, yeah, they big were ones. like, yeah. they were either they either <laughs> just hits. did yeah. or were on the verge of like living on the edge and like yeah, no, all the, uh, like, like the Alicia Silverstone trilogy of the yeah, yeah. I, take me to the other side. Yeah. They had I, at this point, loving an elevator was yeah. out. No, they were my. I was super into them too. Like they were the first CD I ever owned yeah. was an Aerosmith the first, CD. Yeah. The uh, Pierce Cow Nipple Man. Yeah, oh, how edgy. Crazy. I think it was Get a Grip, and then also what Pumped or whatever the the one with the two trucks on the cup. <laughs> there, there's very little music from my, my upbringing that I consider unlistenable and terrible, and Aerosmith is <laughs> all of that. Yeah. I cannot stand it. <laughs> Ragdoll. It has not aged well. No, I will I say I, I, ho- I hope I'm not offending all. anybody who likes Aerosmith, I but uh, it so was love at first. That, that's like the one I might. Like I would not change the radio immediately or punch something. Or like, the yeah. crazy and the other one, or the Cra- crying crazy and crazy. <laughs> but like how Tipsy McStagger is the corporate soulless uh, restaurant chain. Like Aerosmith has become the corporate soulless rock band. Where it's like if you go to Vegas, there's Aerosmith stuff everywhere because Vegas is now like the boomer like death spot. Yeah. Like I'm gonna go there to die. I'll be there. And remember the things I like. I was gonna say we'll be there in 20 years buying oh, Tiny man. Tunes merchandise. The yeah. Hard Rock Cafe uh, <laughs> Casino is just like the boomer like uh, no, Valhalla I'm telling you guys if you've been to Vegas now they're starting they're making inroads into selling it to us now they're like they've got the Batman stuff but it's Batman 66 they've yeah. got they've got a I know there was a Family Guy slot machine I don't believe I saw a Simpsons one though but That'd be uh, weird but so about the Aerosmith uh, how they did it one was that they had heard they were interested but then they had to actually like wine and dine them to get them on and then if you see a bearded guy who is not a member of the band that is their A&R representative John Kalodner what? who ah. Aerosmith insisted on being in the thing That's too nice so of them. each each guitarist or each member of the band gets at least one line yeah. and then John Kalodner is just drawn with them all the time and you can tell in the commentary they are not happy they put Kalodner in and they're like we would not do this with future people. We say like, no, we're not like we draw you. We're not putting. We're not drawing your friends in here. They said they had done it, it again after that. Like if you see an unrelated person with the celebrity, and you know it's they had a demand, and we needed to put them in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But and, I mean, I think they cut the, cut the cord at some point. And the other bit they have is that originally the way you heard him say free pickled eggs in the clip. Originally the line was free beer, but they had just gone through AA. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> oh, so could you make it free pickled eggs? It's funny, right? Yeah, it's, a better, funny. it's a better I joke. Would, yeah, that sounds delicious though. <laughs> and lastly, that they were able to record it. That so Gene and Reese, like most of the writers on it, went to a certain college in Boston. Yeah. And uh, Aerosmith is based out of Boston too. And Disneyland for white people. Uh, Gene and Reese <laughs> really went to their college reunion brought Hank Azaria with them and the most stuff is recorded with Aerosmith. Mm, and so no. when he's later in the episode singing Walk, Walk This Way this with him, way. that's yeah. him really singing it. Like that was really? Hank Azaria was there with them singing it. And so that's Walk why it, this way. It, wow. it feels a little better than you, it normally would with oh, a God, celebrity in The rest of these clips, this is the longest episode mm. ever. Mo and Homer argue. Oh, oh, the flaming Homer. So of course the episode's in here. <laughs> I, I get it. How could you do this to me, Mo? This bar was going under, and it was the drink I invented that saved it. Mm-hmm. If there was any justice, my face would be on a bunch of crappy merchandise. Morris, is what this man's saying true? Well, it's hard to say. He may have come up with the recipe, but I came up with the idea of charging six ninety-five for it. 
<laughs> so that's not bad. Yeah, well, for nowadays, 91. especially in San Francisco where everything's what overpriced. Dickhead said it while watching the thing about the Flaming Moe's Universal Studios that in San Francisco we already pay theme park prices for yeah, all yeah. food. Yeah, all like, food and drinks. Yeah, he's talking about how a beer, a 20 ounce beer is $7. I'm like, yeah, that's like for most bars in San Francisco. Yeah, somebody was shocked by my behavior. I was at an amusement park <laughs> and in a hotel. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Mini bar. Uh, theme park stuff like this but is all cheaper than what especially I for a cocktail like cocktails are even pricier than beer for, oh yeah I think right six ninety five is great for it dude I I accidentally I remember I got two double gray gooses at mm-hmm. Twin Peaks the picturesque Castro bar uh, just last week. $40. No mixers. Don't go to that bar. Ice and vodka. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Uh, Oh, and they also see Miss Krabappel and like, not unlike in the Ion Springfield thing, the animators were going crazy like, oh, we get to draw a sexy woman? All right. And they they knocked that apart. Miss Krabappel has never looked hot. Does not care that she's a, she is going to fuck a (laughs) married but Homer, of a, out of yeah. all the men in that bar, like she is Homer's yeah, well, the one. She's like, well, later she's got to be wasted. Later, she's with uh, two sailors, so she traded yeah. up. And uh, Joey from Aerosmith, right? <laughs> really, yeah. be my drumsticks. I need my drumsticks. Uh, but do we uh, have the Hugh Jazz oh, call? Of course, we thank do. you. The telephone, flaming mouse. Uh, yes, I'm looking for a friend of mine. Last name Jazz, first name Hugh. Ah, uh, hold on, I'll check. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hugh Jazz. No, oh, somebody check the men's room for a Hugh Jazz. Oh, I'm Hugh Jazz. Telephone. Hello, this is Hugh Jazz. Uh, hi. Who's that? Bart Simpson? What can I do for you, Bart? Uh, look, I'll level with you, mister. This is a crank call that sort of backfired, and I'd like to bail out right now. All right. Better look next time. Oh, my God. Nice young man. I gotta say, this is a weird tangent, but I love Hugh Jazz. I kind of want to spend, like, an afternoon with him. He'd make you some cocktails, put on some records. Like, he is so comfortable with who he is, and I'm yeah. jealous. Like, I'm, I'm Hugh Jazz, so what a nice boy. Oh, you were using I, me for a prank? That's okay. I get this yeah. all the time. Yeah. What a, nice, what a polite he's, boy. He's the most, like, comfortable in his own skin character, I think, on The Simpsons, and we need to see Hugh Jazz again. Uh, he just lets yeah. it go. Uh, but the back and Too forth between Homer and, yeah. and Moe, he's, like, just the, talking over everybody. In all honesty, that's it. my favorite scene that in the is, show, and yeah. I didn't get it just because it doesn't work without like showing how busy Moe's bar is that and it ends is, yeah you can use that it that is that's like, my quote of the episode and, so good and also something that I used a lot when I used to work at uh, GameStop <laughs> so like anytime we had a customer that was just being an a-hole like after they left we would do that like you just lost yourself customer and also like when we're shouting things from across the store like doing inventory <laughs> and like you mishear something the response would be, yeah, you can use it. Wow. <laughs> but, yeah, just love and that line. perfect. And then I love that the third act opens with just the Cheers oh, theme yeah. to just let you know this epi- uh, This is now an episode of Cheers yes. you're watching. And the Flaming Moe's song is so great. so great. So depressing. It warms like, my heart in a dark way, though. Yeah. Liquor in and, a mug can warm me like a and hot. It, and it had rare blood for this thing. Well, not yeah. rare blood, but it like the way the guy was bleeding out of his mouth from being in out there. I think one guy had a cut hand, too, and yeah. like, like a, a broken bottle as a knife also firmly establishes that even though barney is like all fancied up he is still a hideous drunk yeah. and is disgusting i think like most businessmen he's always yeah. drunk <laughs> uh and this is all part of my quest to capture every single phil hartman appearance Thank on the show you. lionel hutz appears for almost no reason and it's great anyway i love it so mr hutz does my husband have a case i'm sorry mrs simpson but you can't copyright a drink oh, oh this all goes back to the frank wallbanger case of 78 how about that? I looked something up. These books behind me don't just make the office look good. They're filled with useful legal tidbits, just like that. <laughs> I, f- I feel legal like it was tidbits, some writer yeah. that, like, we can't make Hutch 
huts be right or do research <laughs> and the rest of the joke is just to follow up on the the wall the, what the marv wallbanger joke <laughs> well like, so the he can't lionel huts is not allowed to have knowledge it is a <laughs> it is a very brief scene that almost wonders like wow they paid phil harbin for just one voice in one scene He's but the next the, the three episodes surrounding this. yeah i assume it was like one big session right well this scene is important from a plot standpoint because you have to be able to say like why did well homer when homer sit- reveals what it is why why does that mean they can everybody can make it because you can't True. copyright a recipe yeah. you had to have huts explain that to the audience to kids like me who i didn't know that was also like it makes homer's being crazy like oh, like gives a little bit more context like he tried going other avenues and didn't work yeah i do like how huts is surprised by his own competence yeah. like oh i, I could oh, wow i knew something i just love it that he calls him useful legal tidbits yeah this, this animation sequence i'm just running out of there's too many lines yeah. in this there's so many running lines. out of time but stupid moan inventing recipes stealing maybe you can take some consolation in the fact that something you created is making so many people happy oh look at me i'm making people happy i'm the magical man from happy land in a gumdrop house at lollipop lane Guess that's it. Oh, <laughs> I cannot okay. believe it didn't get the rest of it. This it's episode directed small. by Rich Moore, that scene, David Silverman. Yeah. Period. I, I get it. I do a ton of Simpsons quotes mm-hmm. uh, to my girlfriend mm-hmm. rather reluctantly, but mm-hmm. the ones I act out, that is one of them. <laughs> like, and My favorite of the act outs is, is the way he puts his hands over yeah. his head, like, Gump Drop House. Like, <laughs> Lollipop Lane, where it looks like he's just he's using his hand to create magic little yeah. drop points. David Silverman is just Making the king. He really, well, I don't know. My Mount Rushmore of Simpsons direct are probably uh, Silverman, if Brad Bird counts, Brad Bird, Jim Reardon, and Rich Moore. But, man, the, the Silverman stuff, like... He doesn't get every character great, but he is the master of Homer. Nobody does Homer better than than Silverman. I also, though, I love the appearance by Frank. I feel like it was we hadn't seen Professor Frank in a while. Yeah. And I also like the callback I never got until this viewing. So... At uh, Show and Tell, Martin's talking about his hero who invented the gas chromatograph. Yeah, and okay. Frank is using a gas chromatograph wow. Christ, to I analyze it. So, yeah. Al Jean said that's I, the one thing he learned from Harvard. He had to put it in the show. That <laughs> is, I was so bored by that one part of the episode. I'm like, what the hell is Martin going on about? I don't care. I don't, but only yeah. had I had paid attention. It was one of those Simpsons callback you never noticed, but Jesus, can we please just give hats mm-hmm. off to Dan Castellaneta and the, 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 when Homer spoils Oh, yeah, the Phantom of Mo. the Opera scene. So mm, you're going to be a rich man, Mo. <laughs> I got to tell you. The way we usually work in these situations is to steal the recipe and run the inventor out of business. Sail of a. You poor, pathetic, misguided creatures choking down your flaming moes all the time wondering, how does he do it? Well, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> the secret ingredient is... Homer! No! Cough syrup. <gasps> Nothing but plain, ordinary, over-the-counter children's cough syrup. <laughs> I like the little hand over his mouth when he's doing it. And that was after Mo had already decided to split the profits with Homer. He could have gotten five. This was uh, preceded yeah. by one of like a, like like two or three episodes ago. We had the uh, the dream sequence, but like Homer just going Mo. 
Mo. The Mo dream sequence was also Mo. great, but I oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I say all work and Mo play makes Mo 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 more than all work and no play makes Jack and Dole Boy. You promised me Mo money. <laughs> I Mo, I Mo. Now if I was, if Let's I see the whole scene right now. If I was Mo when Homer was about to reveal it, I would have grabbed the contract and signed it immediately. And be yeah. like, nope, signed it. It's Sorry. bonding. Oh, he said it. Yeah, or like bonding. throw a mug at him. He'll fall down, and you can cover his injury costs with. <laughs> yeah, he it, falls anyways. It oh, crashes yeah. on. Aerosmith and John Kalodner is so shocked by it too. Yeah, if you're looking for John Kalodner, if you're a real Kalodner head, uh, he's standing next to Barney with putting his hand up when and Homer crushes and it Aerosmith. It is non-canonical, but it was the first time Maggie had ever opened her mouth and said a word. Uh, yeah, it, but it doesn't count. But it, in the show, it was the first time she'd Mo, done that. I love this. Episode. And then it uh, and then it ends with Moe's ruined. Everybody can make a flaming Mo. They make a classic joke about if you ever have a Cheers thing, you have to make a joke about how Shelley Long yes. left the show in the fifth year yeah. and how but i think it's because but comedy that, that writers hated her for yeah. doing like that. cheers was still on that yeah. was like happening concurrently but she was a couple years she was a few years gone from the show oh, really? really deep into the kirstie alley season yeah it would point. end uh this year this season right 92 i think yeah, yeah. Oh, so, i didn't go to 96 no, no it, was, like, it ended pretty early you're yeah. thinking of a fraser i did like Sorry, but we watched like a video, like tour of the Simpsons area at Universal Studios, mm-hmm. and there is a Moe's Tavern, but there is also a pop-up Flaming Moe's store. Yeah, to like show, like yeah, just it's like that everywhere. in the show. Yeah. But I, I think I, I think the Shelley Long jokes are always because comedy writers on Cheers were pissed at her for leaving. And so they just teach it to younger comedy writers like, yeah, it was bullshit. She left. She shouldn't have left. She had a terrible movie career. To make what? Camp Nowhere and The Money Pit and, and nothing else. Like that. Like, and she was very Troop Beverly Hills, maybe? Is that Goldie yeah, Hawn? Is that Goldie Hawn? That's on either of them, I okay. believe. Um, Some Shelley, other blonde lady, I guess. She barely made films. That was a joke. And I also do like, now looking back on it, the joke is, oh, Aerosmith would never come back. The Red Hot Chili Peppers would be back in a year and a half. So, yes. <laughs> uh, And the song taking them out was an original. It was not the master off the CD of that song. Oh, yeah. They recorded an original version oh, of it for the what episode. It's, called. it's on that album from that, from that time. But it was, just, it was very sweet that, you know, I mean, even though, you know, Homer had right to be angry at Mo and vice versa, that they just like, you know, it's not too wrong to make it right, but it's like, we're friends, and this, mm-hmm. like, yeah, this Mo is just realized water he was the bridge. a shithead, so yeah. he was like, ah, I deserve this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was Talking Simpsons, probably our longest episode. Lisa's Pony oh. was really long, but I like it. I like talking about it. I like getting yeah. all the clips out. And uh, again, I've been Bob Mackey, your host. And you can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. I do another podcast. It's a classic gaming podcast called Retronauts. All these guys have been on it. You can find it at retronauts.com, usgamer.net, or just search for Retronauts in your podcast machine. Everybody else, where do you live and where can we find you? Laser Time, baby. You can find Laser Time Podcast on the internets and most places you can get podcasts. Not on Stitcher right now for whatever reason. If that one is the only one, but <laughs> um, Stitcher, we weren't. We were just good enough for Stitcher, I think. But yeah, yeah if, uh, I've emailed them about it. We'll see. But anyway, but yeah, we also do 302010, our time capsule podcast where you talk about what happened 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 10 years ago that week. It's a bit like, uh, you know, the intro of the history stuff. We do that all in one episode. Uh, And this is a Patreon-supported podcast, obviously. And if you have uh, not supported us, you know you can get the first season of Talking Simpsons all on there exclusively, as well as our season two wrap-up and a ton of other extras, including our weekly podcast bonus time and the Monday Night Movie Commentary. 
and I host Cheap Podcast, the pro wrestling podcast. I was straining for some kind of a comparison in this episode, so I'm going to go with this. Aerosmith did the theme song for WWE SummerSlam 2009. There's your uh, fact. <laughs> ooh. We'll be back next week when the Germans appear. Ooh, Later, everybody. The Germans. Again, I have failed. When the weight of the world has got you down and you want to end your life, bills to pay, a dead end job, and problems with the wife. But don't throw in the towel, cause there's a place right down the block Where you can drink your misery away Just a flaming roll away Happiness is just a flaming roll away